0: NFL draft scenarios. The Tennessee Titans fired Mike Vrabel, but they need offensive help for Will Levis to help his development. Yes, Joe Alt, Olu Fashanu. But man, they need to look at wide receiver. We're going to talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL draft. Part of the locked on
1: podcast network, your team every day.
0: what's up locked on family welcome back to the locked on nfl draft podcast your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i'm your boy damian parson always on the ones and twos you can find and follow me on x at dp underscore nfl i'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst but guys thank y'all for making locked on nfl draft your first listen today And every day. Shout out for being our everyday. As you know me, I got to kick this introduction over to my partner in crime, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby.
1: What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 National Champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers, man, on the other side to this dynamic duel that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, man, where we talk everything college football. We talk everything NFL football, and like we like to say, man, it all starts with the NFL draft. That's draft strategies. That's draft philosophies, man. We talk about it all. Over here, DP, we say talk about it all, man, and this today, man, we're getting into those Tennessee Titans, right? How do they boost this offense, right? You got rid of Mike Vrabel, who was a defensive guy, appeared to be a ground and pound type of coach, right, and play good defense. It appears that they want to move away from that, right? So we're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans. Then we get into our classic stock up, stock down stake segment. Stay tuned because we have some prospects that we're going to give a bump to that nobody else is expecting us to give a bump to and then bring it back another classic, man. Coach them up, man. What player has all the skills, all the tools. All you have to do is put them with the right coaching and coach the details and you have a high-level football player. We're talking about it all on this show. But coming up next DP, before we get started, man, why don't you hit them with a
0: title sponsor? Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use the code locked on for twenty dollars off your first purchase. The Tennessee Titans Keith fired Mike Vrabel, like you said, a ground and pound physical old school type of coach, right, from his time with Bill Belichick and New England Patriots. But to me now, it, it points to, of course, free agency, getting, of course, getting a new coach. They got to figure out this offensive situation, and that's getting more help for Will Levis. And of course, as I said in the opening, Olu Fashanu Joe Oak you want one of those two guys to be your first pick in the first round, right? In that top 10, you want one of those two guys to typically, because you want to protect them, right? This offensive right. line is bad. And then when you have a quarterback like Will Levis, who doesn't do himself enough favors about moving well in the pocket, you want to give him the great wall of China of sorts. You want to put that, that great wall, that strong foundation in front of him so he can drop back, feel comfortable and deliver the football. But Keith, it feels like, by looking at your reaction, I feel like you want to go a different direction with that.
1: DP, I'm about to throw a curveball, baby. We about to throw a curveball. What if they decide, and, and the reason is because of this, right? This offensive mm-hmm. line class is so deep. What if they go offensive weapon? What if they go offensive weapon? What if they go Keon Coleman? What if they go Malik Neighbors, right? What if they go uh, Brock Bowers at their mm-hmm. selection, right? And then decide to go offensive line, second round third round fourth round right and and, and really double down and triple down what if they treat the offensive line how the green bay packers treated wide receiver in last year draft, right They where they got four or five of them right what if they do that and the reason i'm saying is the dp is is Mm -hmm. you talked about will levis at the beginning right you kind of hinted at it right a little bit but gotta talk about it right as a draft prospect all of the physical tools in the world right but sometimes, whether it was processing, like you just talked about, holding on to the football, things like that, right? I also view him as as a guy that is going to need high level weapons, right? Whether that's speed separators or guys with big catch radius, right? Yeah. So that's why I was thinking because I I don't know what the I can't remember exactly what the contract situation is with DeAndre Hopkins, right? Um, but that that it's appears is either going deal. Either way, yeah. E- even if he's back next year, right? I don't love this this wide receiver core. For what Will Levis's skill set is. Then you're talking about Traylon Burks, which they took him in the first round. He's supposed to be the AJ Brown replacement. I think after two years, I can safely say it has not been that, right? It it, it has not reached and, and he it's can't nowhere stay healthy, man. nowhere t- near hurt. Yeah, he, he, he's, he, he's he's injured, tired. man. He's injured. So I would I would make a case to go offensive weapon, right? Like, because if you're gonna take this, and then also this is the thing: what what would be the worst situation is that you bring in an offensive minded coach right you want to put more on will levis's plate you want to shift those percentages as far as run pass from 60 run 40% pass to 50-50 or 55% pass right and you don't have the the tools to, for the passing game right like that that would yeah. be bad that that, that doesn't that, um, that doesn't equal good results right from the Tennessee Titans if you're talking about hey we're gonna open this thing up and throw the football and you have nobody to throw the football to and nobody to block so I I think I agree with you DP with the, the the offensive line but I may try to take advantage if I was him take advantage of the fact of that this is a deep offensive line class and I'm gonna toss it back to you and I think we know offensive line one and two right as far as Joe out yep. and Olu Fushano and I'm gonna ask you this for offensive line three through ten, do you have a ranking in the order for that? And probably not, right? And that's kind of to my point that is, is no ranking in order to that.
0: No, not not, not yet at least not right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll have my like I'm working on the rankings today for the Draft Network. It'll be put out yeah. there on this afternoon. But no, I, I think Keith, it's tough because like you said, this offensive line group is loaded, right? And that we could just talk about tackles as loaded, but it's good interior offensive linemen. There's mm-hmm. guards, Cooper BB out of Kansas state. You got centers like Cedric Van Pran. And this is a team that runs more zone. And my thoughts on Cedric Van Pran is that he fits more of a zone blocking scheme to allow him to be a good athlete, get out L step, reach block, cut guys off, duos, climb to the next level, stuff like that. And, Derrick Henry's more than likely gone, right? He was doing all his goodbyes after their last game, right, after they knocked the Jags out of the playoffs. He was just going on his world tour telling everybody goodbye in the, in the franchise. <laughs> I think that was the signal, like, hey, I know I'm not going to be back. I'll right. see y'all in Baltimore next year. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I think that means Tajay Spears is, is going to be RB1 more than likely, so you're going to have some speed there. Keith, I think if if they were to go and, and wait till let's say, day two, right, you think about Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma, 6'7", 327, yep. uh, uh yep. outstanding mover, right? And and to 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 quote our fellow Scott over at the draft network, <laughs> and this was like the craziest description, but I understood what he was saying. Ryan Fowler said, I feel like he can win 80% of his reps with his hands tied behind his back because that's just how good of an athlete he is, and that's how good his footwork is. Talking about being able to mirror and match guys without having to use his hands to punch and redirect guys, so that's how I praise talking about a mover. Keith, so if you want to do that, you got Keir, uh, uh Kyron, Emma, Emma Gadigi, the tackle from Yale, 6'5, 318. Um, you know what I mean? Good NFL size, power guy that could fit this offense as well. And stuff like that. You know, you think about a Patrick Paul, 6'7, 315 out of Houston. There, there's guys, you know, that they can definitely add. But I think for um, me, Keith,
1: Brandon Keith, Coleman from TCU, Brandon right, would be will be a guy with a third-round grade. That they can look at. I, I agree with you, and and I think this DP that it's going to be, guys. And I'm I'm like because it's so top heavy, right? We're talking about Amarius, man. We're talking about Troy yeah. Fondo. We're talking about Kingsley. So am I too, right? We're talking about be Jordan. Like nine Morgan. of them in
0: the first round.
1: Yeah, it's it. I I don't I don't know if will we get nine to ten in the first round, right? And I think that's my point is that there are probably three elite wide receivers, but there may be seven to eight high-caliber offensive tackles to where you can grab the wide receiver, right, your Malik neighbors, mm-hmm. your uh, Keon Coleman, uh, 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 you know, Roma, Dunze, whoever you feel comfortable with, and then double back, right, in the top of the second round and grab an offensive tackle that you feel really good with. And then you're paying them next to Peter Skarowski, right, which now yeah. you got that tag team kind of duo where you got a young left side of the offensive line.
0: I, and, and you brought up the Green Bay Packers, and it's like, okay, let's say they were to – Go tackle first, right? I think about day two type of receivers and go on a little bit of a run like we saw from the Packers, right? You think about uh Jalen Polk, who just declared, you know, speedy receiver from Washington, Jalen McMillan, who's the other one, right? Brendan Rice, you know, you know, Jalen McMillan's like 6'2, 204. Brendan Rice, six three two ten. You think about giving him a route runner and Ricky Pearsall, 6'1, out of Florida, got it quoted from him he's one of the best route runners and route technicians in this class and i'm not gonna argue with him because he's really good at it so like i think they, there's a chance for them to take either approach and come out feeling really good about what they've been able to do for will Levis. but the point is no matter you, you got rid of, of mike variable now you need to find the offense like get the offense situated in terms of a coaching perspective and where you're going you know and, and the ideology of the team in the offense and then you gotta get him protection and weapons both in this offseason
1: yep dp I, I i could wrap this up by saying this that the tennessee titans primary needs right offensive tackle wide receiver good thing for them this is a deep offensive tackle and wide receiver class so they should be okay they should be able to turn this thing around man in the 2020
0: we had the seventh pick in the draft Yeah, so they
1: they should be able to do some things with it, man, to be able to turn this this offensive situation, right, the offensive side of the football. They should be able to turn it around if they hit on their draft picks with this draft. But, DP, let's keep this thing going, man. Let's keep it flowing. We're talking about draft prospects, man. And what we're going to do, we are going to talk about stock up, stock down segment, man. We have some defensive guys. We have some offensive guys that we're going to talk about with. Their stock need to rise, right, amongst the draft community. And some guys, we watch the film and we're like, you know what, I don't know about the hype, right? So coming up next, man, is the stock up, stock down segment.
0: You shouldn't have to worry when you're trying to buy tickets to your next big event. But, guys, if you wait to the last minute, you will worry because you're trying to find the best deals. You're trying to compete with other buyers and avoid those pesky scammers and scalpers. But let me introduce you to Game Time. They are the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Well, DP, can you tell us about their other benefits? What all do they add and bring to to value? I can tell you guys, last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, the tickets are easy to find and buy. And this is my favorite part. They show the views from all the seats in the venue. So before you purchase that ticket, you know exactly what vantage point you are going to have. Guys, I'm telling you right now, if you want to see the Buffalo Bills host the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend at 1 p.m. for the AFC Wild Card Week, you can go and see this game for as cheap as $92 on the Game Time app. So, all you need to do is very simple. All right, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. That's download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. The stock market's back open, guys, and as we creep closer to the Senior Bowl, and it's draft season now. And Keith, we've been watching a lot of films this past month or so, right? Past month and a half, probably. And a guy that – you know, every time we talk about tight ends, we always talk about Brock Bowers and Jatavion Sanders being tight end one and tight end two. But this guy's in your region, Keith, and I, I, I dare to say I want to know what separates Jatavion Sanders from him, Jaheim Bell. And, Keith, I, I, I'm really – I really am kind of struggling with that because I think, I think about it and I'm like they're both cut similar size, if I'm not mistaken, Athlet, like legitimate athletes at the position can move around, do different things. And I'm just like, man, it feels like Jaheim Bell is one of the more underrated guys in this class. You know, let's say 6'3", 239, 240, right? And then you have, um, I think Jatamia Sanders is like 6'4", 245. So a little bit of, of variance in, in height and weight. But when I look at Jaheim Bell, and we've talked about him a few times, I always felt like this is a, such a a chess piece offensively like, I feel like, and this is truly how I feel. I feel like, come draft night, if the NFL teams allow him to slip down boards and he falls to one of these offenses where you got a good quarterback, I could. I think I compared him when we talked about him a couple of weeks ago on the scene on our, one of our senior bowl episodes. And I said he reminds me of Isaiah Likely, just with more mm-hmm. inch like more juice, right? Because that was one of the questions by Isaiah Likely like, Is he really athletic or is he? sunbelt athletic right like he's going right, up against right, right. you know you no know, sunbelt competition but jaheem bell is actually athletic like sec acc power five type of athlete and i just think that his stock is going his stock is up for me Watching him on tape i really like you know what he brings and the versatility he brings and the potential
1: yeah so i i first off the stock up part I understand that part right now. I guess I'm going to address the conversation of what separated for me, right? Because I, I have probably a fringe first round grade on Jatavian Sanders mm-hmm. and a fringe third rounder on Jaheim Bell. And I, I just believe that Jatavian was a a more nuanced route runner. Right. I, I think that Jaheim is an explosive athlete. I think Jatavian had the opportunity. I don't know if you can run an entire offense through Jaheim Bell. I viewed Jatavian as potentially a guy that you can run an entire offense in. And then the other part was this, man. I, I think it was the Duke game, or it might have been a couple games, but I know for sure the Duke game. Um, I seen a couple of drop passes that kind of concerned me just a little bit, DP. Just not not much, right? But just uh if you're wide receiver, you gotta catch the football, right? Like that, that that kind of thing, right? If you wide receiver, you gotta catch the football. And then the other thing was this: that watching the film and you started your conversation off with it talking about the size. Um, you're talking about an inch and twenty pounds, right? If you list, you know, look at the measurables. But I think that I, I wonder if Jaheen Bell is six foot and a half or right under six two, and Jatavian Sanders is actually six three and a half, right? Like just yeah. you know, looking at their body profiles and body types. That was the only concern I have. But I agree with you with, especially as this draft class pans out, right? And you're talking about those unique offensive weapons. Oh, Jaheen Bell is definitely one of those unique offensive weapons that, you're talking about this tight end class, nobody talks about him. And I would say this, that I have Jatavian Jatavian Sanders entrenched as my number two tight end, and Jaheen Bell is probably my number three guy, right? Just just how he plays the game and things like that. But DP, I I have a couple guys that I want to talk about right we talk about who I'm going to get into first I'm gonna start off with the positive right we talk about Tyler Newbin, DP the safety from Minnesota I think we discussed him briefly before on the show but man I, I just from from a height weight perspective right he looks like what a, a safety supposed to be and that's trans I guess is is. It, it transcends multiple generations of safety, right? Like he's just that true sixth one, two hundred and ten pound, right? And also his game transcends. If you if you ask me, in my opinion, this is a guy that can play the free safety, right? I, I watched the game against North Carolina DP. He's thirty yards off the ball, right? That single high situation where he's the guy in position to roam, but then also you see him in other games. This is a guy that's playing right at the line of scrimmage, right? And then also they're walking down in the nickel position. And the the players that he reminded me of, the combination of and I want people to go back and look at the very best of what those players offered, right? When I say this, but he reminded me of the combination of Eric Reed and his brother, Justin Reed. somewhere in between that, as far as I think it's like he, this guy has pro bowl flashing potential, right? Like I wouldn't be surprised in his career if he made a pro bowl or two, but I think anyways, he's still a, a impact starter on your defense, right? And, and, and that's what I really liked about Tyler Newman as a player.
0: No, I keep. I love that because Eric Eric Reed was more of the box safety, Mm -hmm. prototypical build, physical hitter, run you know plus one in the run game type of guy. Where his brother play on the roof, he'll play up top, he'll come walk down into the nickel, he'll be a plus one in in the run game. He did a lot more than Eric, but like combining those two brothers into one prospect, I like that comparison to tyler newbin because he wears so many he can wear so many different hats for defense and and help them
1: out yep and for me it was just safe right because i'm like this like okay cool if i don't if i if he gets to the nfl and i don't love his hips and his transitions right playing man-to-man against uh you know the number two wide receiver right then Fine, I'll just walk him down in a box, and he's more than capable because he's still 6'1", 210, and he's a physical player, right? And he plays sideline to sideline. But, DP, you have another guy you want to bring up? I feel like you have another oh, guy course. that you need to talk about,
0: DP. Man, Spencer Rattler, Keith, quarterback out of South Carolina, listed at 6'1", 217. And for all the draft fanatics, if you remember heading into the, at the 2021 college football season 2022 NFL Draft – He was in everybody's mock drafts as the number one overall pick, and
1: DP. He was Caleb Williams. Yes, for this Caleb Williams situation, like that—that's what he was. One
0: hundred percent, Keith. Like that—that's. I I was thinking about that last night. I was like, man, he really was Caleb Williams before Caleb Williams, because we saw what he did that 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 twenty was it twenty twenty year or whatever. Come you know, and, and we saw the 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 brilliance, the the arm talent. Like he's he has all those things. The legitimate arm. Uh, the, the you know, good NFL size, but he's more mobile than he's let that he's allowed people to believe and perceive, right? So, he's a good athlete as well, can create with his legs. He's not super dynamic or explosive, he's good as a he's a he's a good athlete at the quarterback position, right? So, he can get get you 10, 12 yards and, and get you first downs. But watching him behind, I was tweeting this out, you know, I was tweeting this out this week, watching him behind a, a really bad offensive line for South Carolina, right? and watch him against Georgia, against Florida, you know, against North Carolina. That North Carolina, I, I remember we talked about that game after it, and it was like North Carolina had like 10 sacks in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was the game we thought North Carolina was about to have some dogs up front, and that quickly dissipated. We realized like, oh, maybe not. It was just that bad offensive line for South Carolina. But just watching, you know, Spencer Rattler have command, control, some layer passes, throw, you know, move in the pocket, get – you know, to find second reaction opportunities. And for me, with his arm talent, there was a reason why he was rated as the number one prospect coming into the 2022 uh, NFL draft and the 2021 college football season. That talent did not go away. He's still that talented. He's got to continue to work on his decision making, not, you know, not chasing the hero ball. But for me, Keith, his stock is up, man.
1: Yeah, no, I like that, and, and people ask me, too, because I, I forgot where I said it, too, talking about um, Spencer Rattler, and people would tell, oh, you're crazy, Spencer, okay, just just wait on it, right, and, and that's how I kind of feel, because um, I talked about him heading into the scene. boy, and I'm hoping that he shows well, and we'll see, right, and if he doesn't, like I said, we might have to hop on here, and we're going to have to talk about it, but DP, I got one guy I want to wrap it up, man, and usually I don't talk about stock down, right, but The conversation, I just want to have this conversation of how I personally feel, right? And I want to talk about cornerback from Iowa State, TJ Tampa. Um, I've seen mock drafts. I've seen conversational pieces, you know, whether that's Twitter, whether that's written articles, things like that, talking about TJ Tampa as potentially a a first-round corner DP. And as of now, I just don't see, right? And I jumped into the film and I, I dove into what I saw. And this is the thing. And this could be potentially just... um how I view cornerbacks, right? And and I rate them when you talk about, you know, the high level physical tools with quarterbacks, the high level physical tools for me are the fluid hips and the ability to play man to man, right? Like that, that's the over the top for me stuff, right? Now the second tier stuff, right? For me as a cornerback is the, the zone coverage, the length and things like that. And so I view him more of a, a as a tier two-ish type prospect, right? Where I, he can play so that like I think he's ideal for cover two, cover three. With some of the things that he does well, DP. Listen, I think he he has really good instincts. He can track the football, right? He has great length listed at 200 pounds, and then also he's a physical tackler, right? Like as far as he'll come off of his guy to go blow up the plate, right? If it's another, if it's a crossing route underneath or something like that, he'll vacate his zone to go blow up a play. So there are some positives there. When what I want to liken him to, right? And, and for relevancy, um we we've had six three corners come out right we've had you know your, your Julius Brents right obviously Saul's so going at the top of that list we've had Martin Emerson and that's the guy that I thought about I thought about Martin Emerson and I'm going to say this Martin Emerson went in the third I think I like I'm not even I think I know that I like Martin Emerson more coming out of Mississippi State at the time um and it's, it's really just getting more reps and man so i, I also with the stock down situation it's the question mark part right is that we get to see him at the senior bowl and i want to see him in those one-on-one reps and maybe he could pretend you know surprise me right and, and look to be more fluid it's just that obviously iowa state plays a lot of zone also and that's what i've seen
0: no i, I can't wait to get the eyes on him. keith one of my coaching buddies you know hit me up and said listen I need you to check out one of my guys, and I was like, "Who wasn't?" He said, "TJ Tampa." I said, I-, "I got you." So, um, and, and with him, if he's in, if he's going to Mobile, I definitely want to get eyes on him and see the, the 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 hip transitions and everything else, Keith. But I'm, I'm excited to watch him, and I'm glad that you put context to it. It's not like, oh no, he's a seven round pick. It's like no, compared to what everybody else is saying, stock is a little bit down. I don't see him as a first round pick. I yeah, see him more, sure. you know, late day two type thing. Yep. Now, 100
1: percent with DP. Let's keep this thing going and flowing, man. Coming up next, man, is the Coach em Up segment where we pick the prospect and then we tell you what you need to coach up so you can have a high level player. So
0: stay tuned. Coming up next
1: is the Coach em Up
0: segment. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I love, my wife, my son, my mother-in-law, friends, family, whoever got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. Jace, the Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the code, the offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. It's time to coach him up, guys. And for me, Keith, this guy is going to resonate with you because we watched him two summers ago. And I was coming off the 2020 two season. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's about two summers ago, uh, I believe okay. if I remember correctly, about a summer and a half, maybe. I'm uh, good. Cornelius Johnson. receiver. two summers defense. ago, DP. That was it was about two summers, summers ago. And, and <laughs> you know, I, I remember you, if you recall, came on our TDM meeting. I was like, listen, man, this dude 6'3", 210, 212, and he can run routes. He can move. And he was coming off his best year, over 600 yards that year. And I think they had Cade McNamara throwing on the ball. This season, 47 receptions, 604 receiving yards. I think he only had, like, one receiving touchdown. If I remember correctly, I might have put there. Yo, no, only one, only one this year, and it's for him. It's just more so consistency with technique, right? Because he's he's got good speed bi- once he builds it up, but like working mm-hmm. the, the line of scrimmage, being a little bit quicker, more decisive with his release packages, being able to stem guys and move them off the spot so that he can quickly get into his routes, especially vertically. Because well, you know, once you once you stack a DB, you typically can throw them into panic mode. Because, for one, they don't know where the football is, and they're just trying to work back in phase. They're just trying to get back as close to the receiver as possible. And this is a guy who can win at the catch point. He can do a lot of different things, Keith. NFL uh, NFL body type. But he was just – and I, we talked about it with J.J. McCarthy. If he goes back, he should transfer. Cornelius should have transferred after that 2021 season, because if he goes to an offense that's going to throw the ball and give him 110 targets, give him 90, even 90, 90 targets, I don't care. Give him more targets than 55. Give him more than 65 targets where you can build those reps, because majority of his reps were run-blocking. You know what I mean? For the last two and a half years, the most of his reps were run blocking. So, I, like I said, I think this is a guy that, am I saying he's going to be a wide receiver one? No, but I do think he could be a wide receiver two for offense. I just don't know where he's going to land in the NFL draft this year because, again, the numbers, uh, the actual receiving reps, the targets just weren't plentiful in this run-heavy 1945 offense that Michigan ran.
1: All right. Real quick, DP, you, you have to. Uh, you're talking about running the ball, right? You're talking about Penn, the Penn State game when they ran the ball the entire half. I would say this, man. If you're a Michigan wide receiver, you have high football character, right? Because how many wide receivers would be like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I am not run blocking for an entire half. It <laughs> participate in that so you could one thing I'll, I'll, I'll give the label to michigan wide receivers man high football character high football character individuals and then dp i'll, I'll wrap it up really real quick uh he has somewhat of a bounce back season in his best season this year he had 40 receptions in 2021 had a dip last year so understood him coming back right 32 receptions in 2022 but then 2023 47 receptions for 600 yards and that was a quiet uh, 47 receptions for 600 yards i didn't I didn't know he was producing that much because it just wasn't talked about right it was blake blake Corum, donovan edwards running game mm-hmm. jim harbaugh right like it, it wasn't a lot spoke about these um these wide receiver prospects but dp i'm gonna go home to this man and this guy that's a that just accepted his invite to the senior bowl i believe it was an underclassman invite and that's miami hurricane safety linebacker hybrid uh, James Williams, man, listed at 6'4", 230 pounds, man. You have it up there on the board, right? 65 tackles, three pass breakups, and an interception. So this is a guy, DP, I, I feel 100% comfortable in saying that this is a guy that can play on all three levels of the defense. Now, do I want him covering number one wide receivers and number two wide receivers playing safety? No, I don't want him in a slot covering Tank Dale, right? That's not very smart. But when you put him in those zone type of schemes, DP, and, and he can potentially play that cam chancellor role or you can walk him down at linebacker. When I watched him at the linebacker position, he was not a guy that was, that was slow to go, right? like He he understood what was going on. He took his re-steps. He looked like he's been trained at the stack linebacker position. So in my opinion, what I've seen from him, I I felt good about him as a top 100 prospect. And as I wrap him up, as we go through this draft season, I feel like that's going to elevate just as him being a, a football player and a productive football player. I think he, we, we've, We've had mrs d p and not and not us, right, but we've had misses as a draft community with these hybrid players, but I think James Williams is a hit. I think James Williams is a hit.
0: I'm looking forward to seeing like to 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 getting more into his tape um and watching those type of reps, but also seeing them in live in person, right? I think he and Keith because you know how there's a tendency to be lazy in the draft community so you know that j. l. Skinner comp is going to be thrown out there what you yeah. know what I mean?
1: Now, I'm glad I'm glad you threw that out there, which I totally disagree. Two different body types and everything yes. else. But you know what I just thought about and people need – and this is why I'm saying this, right, when we talk about players that overlooked or under the radar. Remember, the Marvin Overshawn was a third-round pick, I believe, by the Dallas Cowboys, right? And, mm-hmm. and I, the, as you were talking, that just came to mind because I was thinking about the senior bowl last year, the Marvin Overshawn, right? And And, I, and James Williams is going to come out – and be bigger than Demarvin. Demarvin, you thought he was like six three, but I think when he wind up testing, it was just like six one and three quarters, or just at six two, or something like that. So I thought I thought of a Demarvin Overshown um, comp for him, but I, I I like James better. I will say that I like James better as a football player.
0: I'm looking forward to seeing him at Mobile, Keith, because there's a lot of money to be made for a guy that can do different things as either a safety, linebacker hybrid. Get him into the right defensive coordinator, and then you got your star.
1: Yep, I agree 100% with DP, man. That wraps up another show of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I want to say thank you to our As I want to say shout out to our everydays, man. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day, man. I forgot to say it at the top of the show. I'm going to go ahead and say it now, man. Go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and comment. Let us know which part of the shows you enjoyed, with, what part you didn't enjoy, right? If you have a conversation, man, drop it in the chat. Let's talk about it, man. And then go ahead. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, subscribe so you can get draft content all year long right? We don't stop all draft season. We are rolling. We are the number one duo to go to for everything draft content, man. Listen, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at The Talent Code, man. That is my co-host right there, man, to my right, man. That is Damian Parson, man. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. And like we like to say, man, y'all talk to us because we like to talk back.
0: Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go download, hit automatic downloads, leave us a five star commented review. All right, and like, share, and tell a friend to tell a friend, guys. But listen, happy Friday. Hope you hope you guys have a safe weekend. Got wild card football. We're gonna flush out the rest of this draft, uh, NFL twenty twenty four draft order, all of that in the coming weeks. But listen. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.